Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog I'm Patrick Bedivy, host of Itamina. Today we're going to talk about what you can really do. Not, not one of these hypothetical books you read about. What you really need to do to become a millionaire. Everybody wants to become a millionaire. And I think a lot of times, uh, uh, just like in sports, think about in sports, we admire Michael Jordan. We admire LeBron James. But if you're not 6'8", 260, and you cannot jump 40 inches, you're not going to be LeBron James. Okay, so that's not the most duplicatable story to try to be inspired by. We can respect and we can admire them, but it's not something we can be, and that can be intimidating sometimes. So a lot of you guys may, you, I'll see people like myself, even back in the days, you'll see somebody like an Elon Musk, or you'll see somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg, and you say, I can never be like Zuckerberg, I can never think like Elon Musk, where they're an anomaly. What I'm talking about is something you can be. Stephen Curry is only six feet tall, couple inches, 170 pounds. He doesn't do 360 dunks, but he practiced. The formula I'm going to cover is more a duplicatable way of becoming an, a, a Stephen Curry or a Sam Walton, CEO of Walmart, or something that's duplicatable. That's what I'm going to cover with you here today. Okay, so let's get through it. What it really takes to become a millionaire. I call it the 2, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 rule. Let me explain. This is your timeline. You got to know your timeline. The one thing about becoming an entrepreneur, know that the first two years is survival mode. If anything that can go wrong, it's probably going to go wrong in the first two years of being a business. And you're going to experience all of it. And you need to experience all of it. That's the first two years in business. Within five years, if you follow the formula that I talk about, you have a shot at getting to a quarter million to a half a million dollar year income within five years. Within 10 years, you ought to be at a million dollar year income. If you cover the formula I'm talking about, you'll be at a million dollar year income. Then 20 years is 10 million, 30 years, 100 million, 40 years, a billion. But the formula is a formula that's duplicatable to everybody. So let's start off with the formula. You need four elements to be in your favor. Sometimes I'll hear a lot of people when you do an interview with a millionaire or a billionaire, I interviewed with Mark Cuban and he talks about how hard he works Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday. He's going through this, going through that. Hey, what does it take to become wealthy? And you hear a lot of people say, you got to work hard. Well, what does that really mean, you got to work hard? Because sometimes I visit entrepreneurs' offices and they're at the office purely on Facebook all day long, but they're at their office for 12 hours. That's not working hard. That's just being at the office. I'm talking pure work, meaning if you're in sales, you're either answering the phones, you're either in the field door knocking or meeting with people, or you're having people sitting in front of you, or you're at a kitchen table selling something, but you're constantly playing offense. It's not a lag time. So let's talk about work ethic. You got three levels. Level number one is a part-timer. If you work 40 hours a week as an entrepreneur, to me, you're a part-timer. I know in the full-time world, in the job world, if you work nine to five, you're a full-timer. But as an entrepreneur, 40 hours a week, you're not giving yourself a chance to make it. Level number two to me is a full-timer. A full-timer as an entrepreneur is somebody that works 60 hours a week. That to me is a full-timer. Now, level three, I call it all the timer. All the timer is 80 hours a week. And I know a lot of times people may even turn off the video right now because you may be saying, hey, is he out of his mind? Is he crazy? He must be nuts. This isn't a video for everybody to watch. This is if you want to know what it takes to become a millionaire and a decamillionaire. You know, those days of just coming out with Snapchat and Instagram and you becoming a billionaire overnight, 
Those are anomalies. That's, that's not duplicatable. If you only strive for that, you may be another person that's 60 years trying to get something to come out and be sold for a couple billion dollars. This is a duplicatable system that I'm talking about. Now, on the work ethic side, let me explain on the work ethic side. I'll have people that'll say, I worked 80 hours last week. You have no idea how hard I worked last week. That's good. But how hard did you work the week prior to that and the three months prior to that and the six months prior to that and the following week when you have a birthday party coming up and next week when it's Super Bowl and next week when it's this, how hard are you going to work every week? This is not one week. Everyone has one week to brag about. This is every single week. You may have a week you don't feel like working and all the timer still shows up. A part-timer only shows up when they feel like it and all the timer, whether you feel like it or not, they show up. Now, second element is personal growth speed. Let me explain personal growth speed. If you're only working, 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 working and you're going into like the whole rat race, if you're just working, 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 working and your identity isn't growing, nothing changes. There isn't an ability to scale your income to get to a millionaire. If you're working, figuring out, working, figuring out, working, figuring out, solving, learning, growing, then you're constantly going to new heights. So here's how it works. Level one, if you average 24 books a year, two books a month that you're feeding your mind, that's a part-timer. If you average four books a month, that's a full-timer. Average CEO reads 56 books per year. If you read an all-the-timer, if you read eight books a month, a hundred a year, to me, you're an all-the-timer. You're constantly feeding your mind. I'm not talking about, you know, the, the fantasy books. I'm talking real business books that's growing your mind on solving problems and issues and learning from this guy and how that person did it and how that person did this. You're learning. You're growing. It's helping you figure things out. That's an all-the-timer. So, so far, we covered work ethic and we covered personal growth speed. Element number three is how many start-stops you have as you're running your business. You rarely hear us talking about this. Listen, I am by far not the smartest guy. I'm not the most talented guy. I don't come from a family of wealth. My father was a cashier at a 99 cent store in Inglewood, 1.8 GPA kid. I went to the army. I took an ASVAB, got a 31 on my ASVAB. This is not a product of I'm supposed to do whatever I'm supposed to do and be running a, you know, whatever multi, multi-million dollar company and doing what we're, I'm not supposed to be where I'm at right now. I'm supposed to be a statistic. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. But I watch a lot of my competitors who are sharper than me, degrees, better family, better market, better upbringing. They know how to play golf very well from a young age so they could go and network with other people and their score was very good. Just pure form, great, all that stuff. But they had a challenge that no one sees. You don't see it. You don't visualize. This is something nobody ever sees. And it starts, stops. Let me explain what this is. A part-timer typically, typically has two to four distractions per year, setbacks per year. Let me explain what this means. This may sound a little cold. And some people may say, well, Pat, that's absolutely cold. You can't think like that. A part-timer has two to four distractions per year. It could be, it could be a bankruptcy sets them back for two months. It could be a breakup. They're, to recover from a breakup takes them six months. It could be a loss of a loved one. A relationship didn't work out. Something that happens to them, they are devastated for way too long. That's a part-timer. Two to four setbacks per year. A full-timer to me is one distraction per year. 
So they'll have business, everything's going right, and boom, something happens, they're gone for six weeks. Now they have to go and start the momentum all over again because they don't know how to handle distractions. They're not good at managing distractions very well. They give too much attention to distractions, and they have way too many setbacks. They're not able to experience the whole thing. Number three is an all-the-timer. All-the-timer to me is somebody that experiences one major setback every five to ten years. No one is perfect. Everyone's going to experience some setbacks. Divorce, health, family, things are going to happen. For some, it may be a divorce. For some, it may be something else. For some, it may be a financial thing. For some, it may be a family thing. Everyone's going to have it. How you react to it will dictate your odds of being able to become a millionaire, decamillionaire, whatever that goal is for you to become, right? So that's how many start-stops you have. Now, number, th- number four to me is number of industries. A part-timer changes industries as quickly as an 18-year-old changes boyfriends and girlfriends. It's just a new industry again, a new industry again, a new industry again. So you're talking about a part-timer changes, new industry every two to four years. Real estate didn't work, I'm going to go do this. This didn't work, I'm going to go do that. That didn't work, I'm going to go do this. A full-timer changes industries every five to 10 years. Oh, this is too boring to me. I'm going to go to another industry. And then they'll stay focused for 10 years. They'll get to a certain level and then boom, they go again. And then they never, ever really fully understand what their capacity is if they stick around. The all the timer, 20 to 40 years, one industry. Let me explain. Jeff Bezos is one industry, okay? Um, Berkshire Hathaway, they, they went into one industry. And those guys started with an all-the-timer mentality. Their companies right now, Berkshire Hathaway, worth about $326 billion. Their annual shareholder meetings happening on April 30th. 40 to 50,000 people show up in, I think it's uh, Omaha, somewhere there. It's, it's the most ridiculous center. Everybody, you see, go look up the picture on what it looks like. They show up. And they never got into technology. They stuck to their philosophy. They stuck to insurance. Everybody called them boring. Everybody called them all this type of stuff. Charlie Munger's worth a billion to $2 billion. And Warren Buffett's worth 40 to $70 billion, depending on what they and what time of the year you watch this video. Why? One industry, they stuck to it. It doesn't matter. It's one industry. Now, some people will also say, well, I feel like I have to start a company to uh, have a shot at becoming a millionaire. I have to. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be an entrepreneur. That is definite. You need to be an entrepreneur. But an entrepreneur may also be somebody that gets with the company and increases value of themselves. And eventually, they become a, an executive, a voice, a president, a CEO, whoever it is. I mean, Steve Ballmer, a great example. The Microsoft gets started in 76. He gets started with Microsoft in 1980. He increases value by what he brings to the table with Bill Gates and Microsoft. Eventually, he's worth $22 billion, owns the Clippers. He had a blast. He ends up becoming a CEO after Bill Gates. And he was not the founder of Microsoft. But he was somebody that positioned himself well, worked very hard. He was an all-the-timer. He was a value guy, chose one industry. He read the books to find that he was a great student. He didn't have a lot of distractions. He kept on showed up to work. You know, that's what ends up happening for him to become who he is today. So now, what conditions, what intangibles need to be on your side? I wrote all this stuff on this. Because somebody might say, well, what if you do all that stuff? Can it still go wrong? Yeah, of course it could. Let me explain what things. If it's only a want for you to become a millionaire and it's not a must, kiss a goodbye. Ain't going to happen. Nobody becomes a millionaire by wanting to become a millionaire. Everybody wants to become a millionaire. To a few, it's a must. If it's a must, you'll do it. Next, focus and intangible. How focused do you stay? Ambition, desire cannot be taught. No video in the world is going to give you ambition and desire. 
The only thing that's going to give you ambition and desire is you. You're here, right here. Right here. Do you have it? Do you truly want this to become a reality? Uh, positioning, equity. Do you position yourself in a company that you can eventually own a piece of it? Are you in a place that you can increase value and own a piece of the company? Marriage. Who you pick as a partner is very important. How you pick that. It may not work out the first time, second time, but you got to be good on how you pick them. It's got to be clear on how you do that. This is going to play a very big role. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? You know, if, if you grew up in a perfect family, everything was good and you don't have to pursue, you know, prove anybody else. You're just okay. You had a great life. You know, I didn't have any problems growing up. There's no chip. I don't have a chip. So what's the purpose of doing this? You may not have a chip to want to do it. You know, it may not be that important to you. Jordan had a chip. Bezos had a chip. Steve Jobs had a chip. These guys have a chip. Is there a chip on your shoulder? Enemy. Who is your enemy? Who are you trying to compete against? Is it somebody you want to prove right or prove wrong? Maybe your mom or dad sacrificed so much you want to prove right that the decision they made was right. Maybe mom and dad don't believe in you. Maybe your relative doesn't believe in you. Maybe an ex-wife, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend doesn't believe in you. Do you have to prove to somebody? Maybe you yourself, the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, you got to prove that person right or wrong. Are you going to do that? Is that important? Risk is a big part of it. Value. Do you increase your value wherever you're working at? Your decision-making process. This has got to be one of the best. Friends, association. Do you constantly revert back to friends and associations that teach you the bad habits, that gets you to work backwards? Are you pretty focused? Do you constantly revert back to bad habits? Do you do that? Luck and timing. That's also part of it. Positioning. Timing is a part of it. But look, in reality of it, everything I covered with you, somebody may watch this and say, 80 hours a week? I'm already tired watching this video. This video may not have a lot of views because somebody may watch this video and say, I don't, 80 hours, I lost, I don't want to watch any more of it. That's totally fine. But if you're still watching it and you're saying, man, I want to be an all the timer, you got to be a little bit crazy. You got to be a little bit of a maniac. Some people are going to call you a lot of different things and you got to be okay with it. So my challenge to you would be this. Success to me is not a part-time thing, is not a full-time thing. It is an all-the-time thing. In any, in any industry, athlete, business, entrepreneurship, doesn't matter. You gotta be an all-the-timer. If you're not an all-the-timer, you maybe become a fan. There's a lot of people that are fans of uh, Elon Musk. There's a lot of fans of Steve Jobs. There's a lot of fans of Jeff Bezos. There's a lot of fans of Stephen Curry. There's a lot of fans. You can become a fan or you can become a player, but you can't do both part-time or full-time. You gotta be all the timer. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.